It is such a joy to greet all of you uh, early morning in Indian time. And uh, I just want to take this moment to honor your man of God and uh, Pastor Abel and Pastor Shilpa, uh, the way that they have uh, been an encouragement uh, to the body of Christ. It is so, uh, so exceptional, uh, very unique. I have known him for a long time now. And uh, from the very beginning, from the very start of our friendship, I have seen that Anytime I have a meeting with him, anytime I spend a little time with him, he would always bless me with a, a prophetic encouragement. It may not even be him saying, okay, thus says the Lord and, uh, and that God is trying to say something, but just that he would, he would tell me a few things here or there. I, I still remember this one time when he uh, came and told us, uh, Pastor, I, I, I believe that um, you know, you, you, you both are pregnant. And uh, I looked at my wife and said, no way. Uh, you know, there's this. And he, in fact, uh, you know, we had our, uh, you know, thing, uh, we, you know, my wife, she had uh, intrauterine uh, contraceptives because of which she cannot conceive. But he had the guts to come and tell us, hey, you know what? I think that uh, the, the Lord has already, you're already pregnant. And and I just uh, didn't take it very seriously at that point. And then I went home and all of a sudden my daughter came and told me the exact same thing. And I'm like, uh, I think that there is something here. And then we immediately rushed uh, to the hospital to get a checkup done. And we understood that we are actually pregnant. And, you know, this was something that we, we were not aware of and we were not prepared for. But because there was a prophetic encouragement and a prophetic word from the Lord, uh, I, uh, I have seen how God has used uh, your man of God, Prophet Abel, to uh, speak and uh, to encourage and to bless people. And sometimes when we have a man of God like that, it is very normal, very natural for us to just um, enjoy the, the blessings, the gifts, the the anointing of that man and not really um, you know partner with him on a consistent basis because all all the people that have uh, access every person that have access to a, a man of God who can teach them who can bring down heaven to them uh, we we there's no doubt about the fact that we enjoy the heaven that he brings down we enjoy the prophetic word he brings we enjoy the blessings from god's presence that he brings but sometimes we don't engage with the uh, lifestyle that goes hand in hand with the anointing that he's carrying with the grace that he's bringing and and sometimes we don't uh, partner with them outside of the stage and and that is such a shame you should understand that all the kings in israel they always uh, found a man of god they always found a prophet that they can work hand in hand with king david for example he had multiple prophets during his lifetime began with prophet samuel and then he had prophet nathan prophet gad multiple prophets that helped him and brought God's word for him all throughout his life. His rulership, his 
leadership, his ability to have dominion was dependent on how closely he could pay attention to what the prophet was speaking. This year, uh, you are going to experience dominion. You are going to experience great glory. But it is going to be very much connected to how much you can work in sync with your prophet. How much you can work in sync with your man of God. You know, last night, uh, last night would be like, uh, you know, previous night, two nights before. When I was sleeping, the Lord just woke me up with this word, uh, Samuel. And I was asking the Lord, what does that mean? What does that, you know, what is it for? And, and the Lord gave me a specific understanding that the Lord sees your pastor as a prophet Samuel of our generation. That the Lord sees him as somebody who carries the same weight as prophet Samuel. You know, I, I love prophet Samuel for a, a variety of reasons, but one of the one of the most important things being that this was a prophet, this was a priest that God delighted in. This was a priest that God would enjoy. This was a prophet that, that understood the heart of God. Not only that he could prophesy, not only that he had the gift of prophecy. You know, a lot of uh, prophets in scripture, they could prophesy. A lot of prophets in the scripture they had access to visions and uh, dreams a lot of prophets in the scripture they had a supernatural understanding but here was a prophet who had a you know deep connection with the heart of god and and this morning because because i heard that in my sleep i i just thought we could just journey through the first three chapters of first samuel chapter one uh, chapter two and chapter three. Just just pick up a few nuggets and uh, and we can just spend some time praying together. I just want to thank God for each and every one of you who um, have been committed um, in this house, who've been committed to this vision. You should know that uh, the more you are committed to God's house, the more God will be committed to your house. The more you are committed to God's uh, kingdom, the more God will be committed to build your kingdom, your dominion, your uh, authority, your influence, your network. The Lord will commit himself to building you up and building everything that belongs to you. But it will be to the same measure that you are going to be committed to building God's house. So can I encourage you to not just, you know, tune in week after week, uh, not just to come to church week after week, but to make sure to bring one more person to the church, one more person into the fellowship. Uh, and the, the, when the church grows, when the fellowship grows, when the services grow, whether online or physical, when it grows, that's a sign that you are growing. That's a sign that you are about to go to the next level. That's a sign that the Lord is about to bless your finances. That's a sign that the Lord is about to release a grace upon you that is going to equip, strengthen, and even elevate you. Um, so may the Lord honor each and every one of you who have been committed to this house. I, I don't know why I said it, but I just felt led uh, to tell you that you know your 
your investment into this house is valuable to God. It is valuable in heaven and God will reward that and God will bless you for the same. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. It says in verse 1, there was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zuf in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf of Ephraim. Elkanah, he had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not have children. Now, we all know this story. If you've been attending church for any particular period of time, you would have been familiar with this story where Elkanah, he married two women uh, and you know culture states that whenever one woman is unproductive not bearing fruit not bearing children the man would naturally want to marry a second person so that there is somebody to propagate his lineage Elkanah's love was for Hannah Elkanah's affection was for Hannah and yet he uh, saw that there was nothing coming out of this relationship. Yes, I am committed here. Yes, I am faithful here. Yes, I am devoted to this friendship, devoted to this relationship. But at one point, he just felt that, ah, what, what is the point of doing all this? I'm not getting the blessings that I thought I will get. I am not getting the answers that I thought I will get. I am not getting the fruitfulness that I thought I will get. I, I have waited so long. I, I had sought the will of God before marrying Hannah. I had uh, asked the prophet to pray for me before marrying Hannah. I, I, I had done everything um, prescribed. I, everything that I knew how to do, I had done it before marrying Hannah. But I have been waiting long enough. And I, I don't see any blessing or any result in being married to Hannah. And Elkanah, he chose to move on. He chose to uh, say, okay, I will go here to love this person. And I will go here because I get productivity uh, on this side. And, and I think that is, that is a, a challenge that a lot of people have faced all through you know, the uh, scriptures, you know, we, that's a temptation that we face too today, where we know where God has called us to. And yet, sometimes when we don't see the productivity there, when we don't see the results that we are supposed to see there, we naturally gravitate towards a place that can give us productivity, but sometimes actually maybe outside of God's will for my life. You would see that Abraham did that. Abraham loved Sarah for sure. He loved her with everything. And yet he went to Hagar to produce a child, uh, to produce a result, to produce an offspring, to produce answers to the promises that was upon his life. Uh, we, we would see that all through the history of the church, even in our lives, you know, if you have to just inspect our own lives, you would see that whenever God has made a promise to us, whenever there is a prophetic word to us, it, the circumstances would just come around to, to almost, you know, like conspire to make sure that that prophecy doesn't come to pass. 
there will be everything will work together to make sure that you know you don't deserve this blessing and then it is very natural for us to say okay probably i should just uh, you know have uh, uh, you know this pastor that i see on facebook i should just message him and see if that pastor if he prays if if my blessing will come uh, probably i should just try and uh, you know google for the the best uh, healing and deliverance pastor in in this city and and try and you know pay him a visit to see if if that will be my source of of healing and blessing and and we you know I, i'm see be be honest with me isn't that a temptation that you know when we don't see productivity in one place don't we uh, naturally gravitate towards other places other people other systems other uh ministers other ministries other uh, you know organizations other streams that are not meant to be god's will for my life that are not meant to be the the plan the original plan of god for my life i i have naturally gravitated towards the other place in, in it's it's very interesting to note here in uh, verse i think uh, verse 5 of first samuel chapter 1 it says that the lord had closed her womb you know it was not that hannah had made a mistake or elkana god had closed hannah's womb god had stopped hannah from bearing children god had done it it was not the enemy it was not anybody else god had divinely put a certain time period a certain uh, you know gap between she being married to elkana and she producing a child for elkana so there was a gap period so it was the lord who had done it and there are certain things that the lord is going to do in this season i don't know who i am prophesying over but i am declaring this to some of you that the, there are certain things that the lord is going to do to put a, a a gap to put a comma to to bring in a delay just to test your faithfulness to test your faithfulness to the vision that he has shown you to test your faithfulness to the to the call of god over your life to test your faithfulness to your church to test your faithfulness in your marriage there are certain things that the lord will uh, put a it's not a full stop but it may be a comma and and there may be a gap there may be a a delay there may be certain things that the lord will do to first test your heart to test your heart to test your heart and and if we if we will come out you know faithful in that season of our life if we will come out um you know god honoring if we will come out on top in that season of our life i'm telling you there is nothing that can stop us i feel that elkana failed in this test elkana failed in this uh you know journey to prove that even if there is no productivity that he will stick to hannah even if there is no answers to my prayer he will stick to hannah you know he he had a great role model in this woman by the name ruth how many of you know the story of ruth in the bible it says that ruth's mother-in-law actually told ruth 
saying, why are you sticking to me? Like, what's the point of you following me? Is there any point of you uh, being by my side? Why are you still uh, wanting to come with me to Bethlehem? Can I give you a child? Can I give you a husband? Even if I give birth to somebody today, it will take forever before that person can be of any use to you. Why are you still following me? And this was Ruth's reply. She said, I don't care. I'm in this for life. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. Wherever you are buried, I'm going to be buried there. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And, and she made this very dramatic statement. He's, she said, may the Lord punish me. Not just punish me, but punish me severely if I allow anything but death to come in between my relationship with you anything but death to stop me from serving you anything but death to that that will stop me from being faithful to you and i pray that today that kind of faithfulness will grip your heart that kind of faithfulness will will grip your spirit that kind of loyalty will grip your passion your vision your mission Oh, that we will not be a, a result-oriented church. No, we, that we will not be a productivity-centered church. No, we, we will not be a, a family. We will not be an individual that is running after blessings and breakthroughs and answers and solutions alone. No, we have to be a community that, that values true biblical faithfulness and loyalty. We have to be a, a community that that not just values, but you know that that has to become our lifestyle. Saying God, wherever, and and sometimes sometimes we think that oh, if I pray a prayer like this for the rest of my life, I'll have to stay unmarried. For the rest of my life, I'll have to be, uh, you know, be content with no children, be content with no blessing, be content with no healing, be content with. Uh, you know, nothing good coming out of this relationship. And truth be told, there is an element of God saying, okay, I, it's okay if you don't have any children, you know, all the way till you're 100 years old, it's okay. And even after you have a child, it's okay if you have to put him on the altar and kill him to prove your love for me. What I value, Abraham, is your heart towards me, not your ability to produce children to, uh, to do what I have called you to do. Yes, it is my call over your life to be a father to many nations. Yes, I am the one who desired and wanted for you to have dominion over uh, the, the nations of the earth. And yet, it cannot be at the cost of your faithfulness and your love and your your loyalty towards me and here we see that Elkanah he not only did he you know marry a Penina when Hannah didn't bear fruit the Bible says he further um, stopped Hannah from pursuing that fruitfulness let me let me read that verse for you it says that uh, in verse 8 I'm sure it says He's telling, Elkanah is telling Hannah, Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask, Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? 
you have me. Isn't that better than having 10 sons? Isn't that better than having 10 children? You know, Elkanah is now further stopping Hannah from bearing children because he is no longer expecting fruitfulness through Hannah. He is no longer expecting blessings through Hannah. He, he has, he, his, his faith level in this particular church has already gone down. He's, he, he loves the church. He wants to be part of the church. He wants to serve. He wants to do all of that. And yet he's, he has come down to no longer believing God for children in this place, in this marriage, because he, his, he has already outsourced the job of producing children to a panina. And wherever you, you, you know, this is, this is this universal truth. Penina and Hannah will never go hand in hand. Never. You know, the, this is scriptural truth that flesh and spirit cannot go hand in hand. Whatever you give birth to in the flesh will always fight things of the spirit. Will always fight things of the promise. You would see that with Sarah. How Hagar and, his, and her child, they, Hagar, she disrespected Sarah. In the same way, Ishmael. He disrespected and he hurt uh, Isaac. Whatever you give birth to in the flesh will always fight the things of the spirit. Always, without an exception. And, and that is why Paul would write in the book of Galatians and he would say, Hey, you, you started well. You started in the spirit. You started with this devotion to the Lord and you started with this desire to serve Him. But having started in the Spirit, do you think that now you're going to complete the journey in the flesh? Having started in the Spirit, do you think that now you'll be successful because you, 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 you've, you've like prayed so much, you've given so much money? Now, now are you trying to bring out things in the flesh to say that you know you are going to be successful in the spirit no whatever you began in the spirit needs to be completed in the spirit many christians make this mistake we begin with a voice from the lord we begin with a revelation we begin our journey in our love for the lord in our in our commitments to our spiritual parents our uh, churches with with that voice from the lord but then all during the journey we we begin to devalue where God has placed us and then we automatically begin to rely on the arm of the flesh and we say, okay, but then I, but then I need a job, you know, but then I need, you know, money to survive, right? But, but then I need uh, to somehow, uh, you know, survive in the world around me. I have my, my family, they, they will not give me their inheritance my 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 friends they may not like me anymore so somehow I, I need to figure out an answer and a solution to this so i'll just parallelly begin to do this but this morning we are repenting from that old way of faithfulness we are changing we our hearts are being uh, being convicted of all those times all those times I'll tell you, is it okay if I'm being a little candid with you this morning? Is it okay if I'm just being a little vulnerable? I, I, I honor my father so much that even if I have to, let's say, uh, be, be blessed in a, in a sermon, 
that my father's father would preach like you know prophet makandiva he is a great man of god he is a great prophet he is a man that the lord is using to bless so many people and yet when i when i listen to him and i and i feel that i'm blessed with a word that he is preached i the first thing that i would do is i would go and reach out to my father's account and i would sow a seed into his account uh because i know that it is because of him that i have access to prophet makandiva it is because of him that i have uh, a revelation of who prophet makandiva is and and even though god will use thousands of others to speak into my life you know paul would use this term saying you will have 10000 teachers you will have 10000 counselors you will have 10000 mentors but you will have only one father not one father and then uh, you know this father that no 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 just just one father one spiritual father you cannot have multiple spiritual fathers if it's pastors yes you can have five pastors if it's mentors yes you can have five different mentors for five different areas of your life but when you're talking about fathers you you cannot have multiple fathers so even if god would give me the revelation of a particular thing that i need to do through let's say my you know my father's father that is prophet makandiva even if i got a revelation from there the ability to produce fruit still needs to come from my father i still need to bring it in submission to my spiritual father and say okay uh, this is this is what i am learning you know i i may not even necessarily tell him why i am sowing that seed for but because i heard this word and i i want that word to bear fruit in my life i am going to go an extra mile to bring it under submission you know you know one very powerful thing that happens when you bring your tithes and offerings to to your man of god is that you're you're bringing uh, your life into submission you're you're saying i submit to you i submit to you that is why you cannot give your tithes to a poor uh, person that is why you cannot give your tithes to somebody who is broke no you you bring your tithes to a higher place to somebody who on a higher plane whom god has appointed over your life because when you bring that in submission you're you're saying okay god now you have authority and access and dominion over these aspects of my life i'm i'm bringing this particular revelation that i heard yes he is probably more known than my father yes he is uh, a giant in the spirit but you you have appointed prophet shaiju over my life yes he may be more known by more people but you have appointed prophet shaiju over my life so i'm going to bring this word that i received in submission to the man of god that you have appointed over my life and it is in my honoring that that connection that that god is more pleased will you know just just you know just to ask you this Uh, will will it be do you think that don't you think that i can have access to so many people that my my father is connected to i can for sure because my father he trusts me with his relationships he he trusts me with his contacts he trusts me with influence so it's very easy for me to uh, you know use the influence that my father gives me to to build my own 
kingdom to 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 uh, to say oh i like this also i like that also and it is very easy to you know get lost in that but every time that i i that god would use somebody you know i i still remember a, a season back a few seasons back my um my wife and i we 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 woke up in the in the middle of the night with a prophet calling us and to to give us a word from the lord and naturally and and that that prophetic word i'm telling you there was there was so so crazy so on point that it there were so many areas that it just fixed and gave us understanding and light on and it was very natural for us to say okay wait 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 we have to you know immediately sow into this man of god and and my wife immediately told me she said yes you can sow into this man of god but first you know our blessing doesn't come from a prophet who called us and gave us uh, more accurate prophecies than our father first let's sow into dad and mom first let's bring this prophecy that we so the first thing that we did is we we called up uh, dad and i said this is an emergency i need to talk need 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 to talk to you i told him this is what i'm being told what do you think about this do you think this is from the lord should i should i submit to this word this is a prophecy this is from a person who is not in my stream not in our stream should i should i say yes but this guy has got so many details correct and my father prayed and affirmed and first i will sow into my father's life to thank god for the the prophecy and then of course i will bless the man of god that 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 sowed into my life it is very necessary that we understand these spiritual principles otherwise we will be another elkana who will have who will have one uh, penaina on one side and one hana on the other side and before you know this hana and penaina they will be at loggerheads with each other before you know this hana and this penaina would be uh, hurting each other this before you know um, this hana and this penaina they they are going to be destroying your peace this this penaina the bible says she would constantly provoke hana she would constantly uh, poke her and say wait where is your child hana where is where is your blessing hana w- what have you done tell me what have you done tell me when when was the last time that that you that you got your blessing when was the last time that you got your provision this 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 penaina just you know would constantly tease hana the bible says tease hana and you know and i i i i'm just coming in the name of the lord against every provoking voices in your life every voice that is trying to tell you hey you, you don't have to be faithful to your to your family you don't have to be faithful to the man to the uh, to the prophet to the church to the marriage that god has given you no i i come against every one of those voices in jesus name every voices that is telling you you're not good enough every voices that is telling you you're not blessed enough every voices that is telling you that that this is it, this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life in jesus mighty name i i command those voices to be silenced rikamala haduribile shakandene we declare a full stop to the voice of penaina malabo kodere yes right now we we take authority over the spirit of 
of, of, of unfaithfulness. We take authority over the spirit that is causing confusion. Yes, we, we take authority over the spirit that is bringing divided loyalties in the house of God. No, in Jesus' name, we, we command there to be a change. Yes, 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 this... Yes, th this, this voice in your spirit that is constantly discouraging you, that is constantly telling you that, hey, this, this place is not going to be there for you all through your life. You know, all that voice that is telling you that, that, hey, this is for one season. You know, some, some voices the enemy is going to use will, will sound very spiritual, will tell you that, hey, you know, church, Church is not for your whole life. Uh, first season of your life, you will go to a baby church. Then you will go to a youth church. Then you will go to an adult church. Then you will go to a church where you, know, you will be used. No, you don't have to believe the lies of the enemy. Church is not a place we go to. Church is my family, is my spiritual covering. Church is the place where the Lord has you know, planted me, the vineyard where the Lord has planted me. I'm just one of the branches, but, but I mean, like you don't take a branch and keep changing it every season. You don't say, okay, in summer you will be in this vineyard, in winter the, it, it snows less there, so I'm going to plant you in the other vineyard. In, in rainy, you know, this is the best place to be. It doesn't, you don't change your garden, you don't change your vineyard based on seasons. No, no. It, that may sound very spiritual when it says that you, you know, different seasons of life, you need different pastors, different mentors. No, but I'm, I'm coming against every lie of the enemy. That there, there has to be a permanency. In this season, the Lord is releasing a permanency in your spirit to, to some people that are, that, are, that are feeling agitated in your spirit. That are feeling provoked in your spirit. That are, that are feeling like this is not enough. That are feeling like that, 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 that you need more. The Lord is, is bringing a sense of peace. Yahweh Shalom. Let that peace be released into your spirit this morning. I see, I see a vision of these two arrows, you know, that's, uh, that is coming straight at you. And I, I saw this vision skipping your shoulders, you know, and, and just going uh, in the vision, I saw this arrow skipping your shoulders and just going straight a little above your shoulders and, and missing you. And I'm, I'm declaring that the, the arrows of the enemy, no matter how sharp they are, no matter how many they are, they, will, they, will, they, they were intended to take you down. They were intended to nail you to the wall. But, but today we, we are saying they will miss you. They will miss you. You have prophetic understanding because of which you are going to dodge the arrows of the enemy. See, there are some arrows that you have to, you have to take uh, charge over and, and use the shield of faith to fight it, to, to, you know, to make sure that it doesn't hit you. But there are other arrows that you can just dodge. There are other arrows that will miss you 
no matter how sharp the shooter is it will miss you in jesus name because you have a prophetic understanding because you have a grace that is leading you your man of god is he's a samuel and the calling of samuel was to raise kings he 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 is he's in the business of birthing kings so you you should understand that birthing kings is not a it is not a easy process because sometimes even if it is from the lord some turns out to be sauls but the others turn out to be davids some turn out uh, you know disobedient some turn out to be the most loyal the most committed the most the man after god's own heart so so but irrespective of how we turn out the the truth still is that he is a prophet to the kings so i'm not looking at a group of young people this morning i'm not looking at people that are inexperienced people that are not qualified people that are not anointed i'm looking at a group of kings a group of uh, dominion carriers a group of people that that truly believe what the lord has spoken over your life who truly believe the value that god has placed inside of you you know your prophet's job is to bring out the gold that god has already deposited inside of you he the the gold it is it doesn't come from man you know you know the in the story of elkana and hana the child did not come from eli the child did not come from elkana the child did not come even from hana's prayer the child came from the lord it had to be the lord because the lord had, was the one who had closed the womb of hana it had to come from the lord the anointing it, it is from the lord but i have to i have to uh, take this time i have to spend the rest of my life uh, in submission to the man of god that he has placed over my life because the day that saul thought that he can function without samuel's help he lost it the day that saul thought that i you know wow look at look at all the people following me how many people in israel follow prophet samuel but look at all the people following me look at i i must be more important than prophet samuel i must be more valuable you know i if you are in business you you and and you have two prospective clients and there is a clash of interest what do you do you drop the client that has less that is bringing you less money you you keep the client that brings you more money and and it is natural for us sometimes to just say oh wait this i'm just going to i'm i'm not going i'm not going to be you know uh, doing this anymore i'm i'm just going to uh, go look look at me i i think i'm more valuable than my prophet i think i'm i'm more valuable look at look at how many followers i have on instagram you know look at how many people listen to me uh, i must be more valuable than my prophet and that is a mistake Saul did that is the mistake that Saul made but that's a mistake that David did not make all through his life that's one thing where he did not lose his ground on he made a lot of other mistakes like like come on like if we have to have David as one of our worship leaders it will be a disaster uh, he although he knew how to lead worship he was an anointed worship leader i mean like he had a shady life you know uh, the prophet had to be sent to correct him but this is the amazing thing 
David had the authority to kill the prophet. David had the authority to silence the prophet. David had the authority to say, wait, uh, if, if I killed uh, you know, Uriah, if I made sure that nobody gets to know about this, how hard is it for me to make sure that this prophet doesn't speak this to anybody else, just to silence him? It was very easy because, man, look at, look at the stature that David had by now. He was not just a Goliath killer. He was now known as a giant killer. His victory was not limited to a Goliath. His victory is that he's not just a giant killer. He's raising giant killers. It's so easy for him to snuff out a prophet that is bringing him a word that is not, not what he wanted to hear. But that is where David was different. He said, no. I'm, I, I'm, I may be a lot of other things, but there's one thing that I'm never going to do. And that is to exalt myself above my prophet. How many books in the Bible have you written, prophet Nathan? You know, how many, how many prophecies? No, no questions asked. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to close my eyes and submit to my prophet. Even when I don't feel like doing it even if this is not my natural urges even if this is not what you know feels right to me i'm still going to submit and that is where david was a successful king david was not successful because of his military battles because even saul had military battles david was not successful because of his wealth and influence because even saul had all of that david's success to the Lord, David's uh, faithfulness to the Lord was in the fact that David remained faithful to his prophets. David remained faithful to the men of God that that served him. David remained submissive to the to the prophets that God had appointed over his life. And I I I, I don't know this this is this is not what I came prepared to preach. By the way, I'm so sorry. I. I my, 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 my sermon is from 1 Samuel. My point of preaching was to teach you 1 Samuel 1, 2, and 3 and, and finish with chapter 3. But, but I, just, I just feel that the Lord is just taking us on a, on a journey. Can I, can I just read one scripture for you? This is 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 35. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 35. The Lord sent a prophet to Eli, okay? And the Lord is giving a prophetic word to Eli. What is the prophetic word? He says, I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire. And I will establish his family and they will be priests to my anointed kings forever. Who is he talking about here? Who is he talking about? He's talking about Samuel. God is telling Eli that I'm going to replace you. You've not done what I wanted you to do. You've not done what I had ordained for you to do. So I'm going to replace you. And I, in your stead, I am going to appoint a person who is, who is faithful, who is more loyal. So Eli was replaced by Samuel because of Eli's lack of faithfulness and Samuel's faithfulness. Okay, now let's go to the part where God is, I, I'm not prepared in the scripture for this, but 
please please don't mind i'm going to try and get this scripture for you where uh, you know god is now speaking to samuel and god is telling samuel don't worry now it is necessary for you to um appoint somebody else okay let me let me get that scripture for you this is from um thank you lord jesus hamuna kadare kele can you find me that verse where it says uh, i'm going to f- i'm going to appoint a king that is after my heart where god is speaking to samuel saying i'll i'll i'll, I'll appoint a king that is after my heart i'll find you a king marabo shoko sidiri i'm so sorry i was not prepared for all these things all these scriptures i i was prepared for something but the lord is taking me on a on a different journey and that is the reason laburi ki bishi ki sala ragadare bele ಲಾಧುರಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಪೀಕಿಂಗ್ instead of uh, Saul uh, and he is going to be a man after my own heart you know he is going to be a faithful one he is going to be um, he is going to be different the same way that God makes a distinction between Eli and God makes a distinction between Eli and uh, Samuel now further God makes a distinction between Saul and David and God says here was a unfaithful generation of priests before you samuel and that is uh, the the generation of eli i'm replacing them with a faithful group i'm replacing them with a loyal group of uh, a priest and that is the the word you read from first samuel chapter 2 and then consequently the lord would tell samuel okay it's first samuel chapter 13 verse 14 okay let's 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 read first samuel chapter 13 and okay perfect this is the word that i was looking for it says in um, in first samuel chapter 13 verse 14 but now this is samuel speaking to saul and he's saying but now your kingdom must end why because the lord has sought out a man after his own heart the lord has already appointed him to be a leader of his people because you have not kept the lord's command see technically speaking uh, david he was uh, appointed as king he was anointed as king only in first samuel chapter 16 but the bible says that as soon as saul started manifesting his unfaithfulness god had already began begun planning for somebody else who will be after his heart and and after his desire and what was the prophecy about Samuel let's go back to 1st Samuel chapter 2 it it says in 1st Samuel chapter 2 and um this verse uh uh 1st Samuel chapter 2 and verse 35 I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and he will do what I desire meaning I will raise up a priest who will be after my heart okay 
the same thing is now replicated in david do you see the do you see the connection the the call of samuel was to be a faithful and a and a, a a kind of a priest that will do the desires of god will will go after the desire of god and god raised another man a david to uh, be a man not a, not to be a great king his calling was not to have a the, the largest the most famous the most anointed kingdom ever no the calling of on david's life was that he will be a man after god's not even a king not even a leader not even a warrior not a, not a giant killer nothing none of those titles matter to the lord just to be a man after god's own heart so when you have a prophet who is after god's heart he he will give birth to kings who are after god's own heart when you have a prophet who is pursuing the desires of god you will give birth to kings who will pursue the desires of god ah i i don't know who i'm talking to this morning the lord may the lord cause you to be that david may the lord cause you to be that david he has already established who your samuel is but may the lord cause you to be that david who who knows oh wait 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 i i have to position myself to be a a man after god's desires to be a woman after god's desires i have to position myself in a place of faithfulness i have to what what was what was samuel's characteristic he served in a church where there was so much of unfaithfulness so much of unfaithfulness where there was you know very wicked things are happening i i don't want to get into details because you know you've read the story and can you imagine this little boy from the little age from the tiny age he had access to the voice of god and yet he did not take things in his own hand he he was faithful to his eli he continued to serve to eli serve eli even after he had access to god's voice he continued to stay faithful to his eli now there is every like nobody is going to criticize you for walking out on an eli nobody like if if you leave a samuel of course you know that's dangerous but if you leave an eli who will like come on you 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 talk in any group and you say okay this this is the church i was in this is the man of god i was serving this is what his sons were doing this is how the committee members talked to each other this is this is the culture they had <coughs> nobody is going to question you oh they'll be like praise god for his deliverance over your life you know they'll be they'll celebrate with you and the same thing you would find in david david was serving a demon possessed king you know his king who was his king saul david was serving under a demon not just gone off track like eli but actually demon possessed actually demon possessed where not only was he demon possessed now he is trying to kill david now he is trying to nail him to the wall now he is trying to throw arrows throw javelins at this david now he is you know allotted military funds to go find and kill this david you know he is using church money to defame this david 
This, this guy is serious, you know. And yet, what did David do? He remained faithful to his leader. Even when the leader did not, you know, allow him to flourish. Even when the leader technically kicked him out. Even when everything went out of control. He still remained faithful to his leader. Now you know what God means by saying he's a man after my own heart. We think, oh, okay, David was a man who prayed 24 hours. No. If he prayed 24 hours, he would not be committing adultery. You'd you, you think that, oh, <coughs> Samuel and David, they are perfect people. No, Samuel was a bad father. His sons did not walk in the ways of the Lord. Because, you know, he didn't pay attention to his marriage or he didn't pay attention to his uh, fatherly responsibilities. He was a bad father. No doubt about it. And David, he was a bad guy in his marriage. His, his marriage also wasn't perfect. So you can't say that when God looked at these guys and said, man, these are people after my heart, that God was looking at their perfection. God was not looking at their perfection. In fact, my wife and I, we have these conversations on why, why would God even use David? You know, she, she would bring out scriptures from the uh, Bible about, hey, how, how David at his deathbed, he would tell Solomon, you know, like usually at your deathbed, you want to give words of wisdom, right? And here is David telling Solomon, this guy, kill him. This guy, kill that guy. Make sure that all. And, and my wife is like, are you really sure this guy was a man after God's own heart? So, so it's not like they were perfect. No, it, that is not what made him a man after God's own heart. What made him a man after God's own heart is his loyalty. Oh, it is his faithfulness. And today, the, that, that faithfulness is coming as an impartation to some of you. That, that faithfulness is coming as an impartation over your spirit. That loyalty is coming as an impartation over your household. Yeah, yeah. When you're being loyal to your man of God, your, your wife, your children, they will be loyal to you. Your, your employers and your employees, they will be loyal to you. They will be faithful to you. Whatever you sow, whatever you, uh, wherever you would invest your life in, that is what is going to come back to you. That is what you will reap. The faithfulness you give is the faithfulness you will receive. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can preach anything else this morning. I, I, I had so much prepared, but I'll, I'll close for now. And, and I just want to take this time to pray with you guys. Because I, I just believe that if we can get this one thing right, I'm telling you we are successful in God's eyes. I'm not saying we can mess like Samuel did, we can mess like David did. No, they, they had their failures and they, they needed correction and help and they needed to stay in submission to, to, to receive help for all those areas. I'm not saying that we have to, we have to, um, you know, just overlook our weaknesses and struggles. But I'm saying that your, when God looks at you, what he is primarily looking for is a loyal heart. What he is looking for is a person that is going to be committed. He is looking for you to be committed 
to, to your church. He's looking for you to be committed to your man of God. He's looking for you to be committed to your Hannah. Even when you don't see results immediately. Even when you don't, even if for a hundred years, if there is no children, will you just remain faithful? Will you just remain committed? Will you just remain honorable? Will you just stay and say, I'm, I'm still going to wait here. I'm still going to expect children. I'm still going to expect productivity. I'm still going to pray that God will make a way. And, you know, the beauty of the relationship between Ruth and Naomi is that although Naomi couldn't give, uh, practically speaking, Naomi did not have what it takes to give Ruth a marriage and a family. But Naomi could prepare Ruth for that marriage. Naomi could make sure that Ruth will be perfumed enough. You know, go back and read this. It's in Ruth chapter 3, how Naomi prepares uh, Ruth for her encounter with Boaz. How Naomi prepares Ruth for a revelation of who her future husband is going to be. You know, it is, it is, sometimes it is not going to be, uh, the, your, you know, your Naomi may not even in the natural, you may look at it and you may know from the beginning that, wait, I, I, I will not be able to get this help from this person, but he can still prepare me. There are so many people that have come to me and I was recently in this particular city and this guy, he came and sat with me and he said, you know what, this, I'm going to make these, uh, you know, deal, these deals. And if I make the wrong deals, it's, it's going to cost me in crores. So I want you to tell me what to do. And, and I'm telling him, I know nothing about your business, bro. Like, how, how can I help you? How, what can I do? And, and he was not looking for a prophetic word. He was looking for advice on how to do this business. And I'm, I'm looking at him thinking, I have, I have no clue how to help you. But then we began to pray and the Lord just gave me a few pointers, few things. And I didn't tell him what to do, but I just felt the Lord preparing in that conversation, just preparing and equipping him to make those choices and make those decisions by himself. Now, uh, yeah, there are some seasons when God would just give me a prophetic word about, you know, a business. But in this case, God didn't give me a prophetic word. God just taught me how to prepare him to make his own choices. So sometimes your man of God will tell you, okay, thus says the Lord. Another time, your man of God will just say, okay, you, you're, you found Boaz, is it? Okay, let me teach you how to handle this Boaz. You... I see that you have discovered something special. Let me teach you how to treat this special marriage. Let me teach you how to, uh, you know, how to serve this boss, how to submit to this boss. I, let me teach you how to make sure this relationship is going to be fruitful and productive. You still need your Naomi. Yeah, you still need your Naomi. You, you still need to be faithful in that relationship. You still need to be loyal. You know, in, in fact, technically speaking, uh, you know, this, the whole family that came about through um, Naomi and, and Boaz and Ruth, it was, it was not supposed to be Naomi's family, but it was, at the end of the day, it became Naomi's family. 
it was not Ruth joining Boaz's family. It was Boaz joining Naomi's family. It was Boaz who was redeeming Ruth's family. It was Boaz who was redeeming Naomi's family. So the same place that, you know, in the natural looked unproductive. In the natural it looked like there is, there is absolutely nothing coming, nothing good coming out of this. There was a redeemer who knew how to redeem. There was a redeemer who said, no, nothing is lost. Your family line is back on track. Your name will still be in the genealogies. In fact, there were two redeemers. Do you know the story? There were two redeemers. In, there was one redeemer who was closer than Boaz. But the first redeemer said, I, I don't mind taking Ruth as my, wife, as my wife. And I don't mind doing all this. But I cannot redeem the family name. I, I'm not... I, I, because doing that makes sure... I'm going to lose my genealogy, my line in the genealogy. I'm not willing to do that. But Boaz said, okay, then I'll do it. I'm willing to let go of my name in my genealogy so that, so that I can redeem Naomi's family, so that I can, be, I can take over her family and that can become my family from here on. So I'm going to, I'm going to declare this, that some of you that believe that your situation is impossible there is a redeemer who is coming to make sure that the most impossible situations that you're facing with your naomi will turn into divine opportunities will turn into oh i'm telling you it'll turn into glorious marriages glorious relationships can can you just stand with me for the next few minutes if you can just wherever you are just if even if you're on screen just just stand with me let me just declare this word from the lord over you have thine own way lord have thine own way because thou art the porter i am the clay Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting yielded and still while I am waiting yielded and still Father, you, Father, this morning, this evening, this middle of the night, wherever your children are tuning in from, we just commit each and every one of them into your precious hands. And we thank you, Lord, because your word says that you are raising up a faithful priest. We thank you for your word says that you are raising up a priest that does the desire of your heart. And Lord, right now I commit Prophet Abel and Shilpa into your hands. And, and we thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. Lord, we celebrate the faithfulness that they have. We celebrate the goodness of God upon their lives. We thank you, Lord, for you gave them the grace. It was not possible in human strength, but you gave them the grace to be faithful in the in the most challenging seasons of their life you gave them the grace to be faithful 
And Lord, we honor that faithfulness. We honor that ability that they had to stay put, to stay rooted, to stay committed in spite of being surrounded by a lot of things that, that they, they, where they could have naturally gone to. We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness upon their lives. Lord, we, we as, a, as a family, Lord, we honor their lives and we, we bless them. Lord, standing on behalf of my father, I bless uh, Prophet Abel and Shilpa right now in Jesus' name. And I bless the work of their hands and I bless the words that they speak and I bless everything that they do together as a couple. I bless everything that they would do individually. I bless everything that they would do in the church and outside the church. Let there be divine multiplication, divine fruitfulness, Lord. Let the wombs of Hannah open because of their ministry. Let the wombs that are uh, that are decaying and 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 being uh, in this point of being at a period at a full stop let that become a comma and let it be opened one more time in the name of Jesus let them let them function as the redeemers let them function on behalf of the great redeemer Jesus himself who will redeem the family line of Naomi Lord let them function with an unction that will open doors that are permanently closed and we thank you, Lord, for their children. We thank you, Lord, for their, uh, their generations. We thank you for each and every one of their children that are on this call. Those that are in person in IRC and, and around the world, wherever they are tuning in from. Lord, I, I release the grace of faithfulness that their father has upon them. I release that impartation that their father carries over their spirits. Right now, every doubt, every fear, every panic, every anxiety, let it be quenched. Let it be quenched. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for you are causing there to be a, a, a peace that, that will cause us to be uh, rooted in the, in the worst seasons of our life. We thank you for that peace is being released upon your children. Lord, you are looking for a king that is after your own heart. Not a king that can fight a lot of battles, but a king that is after your heart. And I thank you, Lord, because you're raising your dear children up to be those kings and queens and those dominion carriers, those, those dominion creators, those dominion uh, releasers, wherever they go, that will become their kingdom. So I thank you, Lord, for all the things that you are going to do in this next season to affirm this word that you have spoken. That will prove to them that they are in the right track, they are in the right place. And I pray that there will be a there will be a special anointing, Lord, that will that will correct them, stop them in their tracks. Whenever they are going off track like King David was, that the prophet will stop them, will correct them sharply, bluntly, and your children will have the grace to submit. Your children will have the grace to stop, give up everything fast and pray and submit to the word that you are bringing to them, Lord. I pray for this grace of correction. I pray for this grace of, 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 of rebuking and, and helping. 
Prophet Abel's children in the Lord, they will celebrate correction. I declare this in the spirit. They will not be upset when they are corrected. No, they will celebrate correction. They will, they will celebrate rebuke. They will celebrate uh, when, when, whenever they are helped in the spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We yield ourselves completely into your mighty hands. We also thank God for all those that are associated with this house, that are still connected to this house, even if, even if they don't feel like they are the sons and daughters of this house. I pray, Father, that you would open their eyes to see where they need to be rooted. You would open their eyes to see and understand how they need to be rooted and where they need to be faithful. That you would show them who their prophet is. You would show them who their Samuel is. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your grace and your blessing upon this call. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Over to you, Prophet Abel. Thank you so much for giving me the privilege to bring uh, the word uh, tonight. It is such a joy. I, I don't take this light. It is such a joy to be here. And um, may the Lord bless each and every one of you. Um, it is, it is, it is, I've, I've journeyed with Prophet Abel for a while now and I've seen how, how he is faithful to the Lord, how he is faithful to his spiritual father. Uh, I've seen how his walk with God has impacted so many people, so many people that are not even on this call. And uh, I just want to celebrate that and I thank God for that. Um, I didn't come prepared for this. I wanted to teach you about prayer and a lot of other things, but I, the Lord just took me on a different route. But praise be unto his name and and I'll see you again. You know, I hopefully will come soon there, Pastor. Uh, thank you. Thank you.